0: team you're listening to MLB.com extras brought to you by MLB.tv it's baseball everywhere
1: hey everyone Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Yankees reporter Brian Hoke first podcast of 2017 Brian happy new year
2: Happy New Year to you, Tim. Good to be back on you with, uh, with another year here.
1: All right. Uh, I know you may have covered this a little bit with Matt Weimeyer on the last podcast, but I want to get into the New Year's resolution. And every team should, should have one, I think, in order to uh, have a successful next season. So when you look at this Yankees team in 2017, what do they need to be committed to as far as a New Year's resolution?
2: Well, I mean, the easy answer is to say they need to make the playoffs and start winning a game. Uh, They haven't won a a playoff game since 2012, and for this team, that's that's just far too long. And uh, Obviously, they got into that one-game playoff for the wild card against the Astros, but uh, I I don't think any Yankee fan looks back at that and thinks that was a success. And, And last year, as exciting as it was in the second half, I think you look at the 84 wins, and that's kind of a disappointment to um, the Yankees obviously set the bar high every year. They expect to compete in the American League East. They expect to make the playoffs. So that's the easy answer. I think that uh, also one resolution they should really stick to is to be committed to these younger players. They're going to give Greg Bird, Tyler Austin, Aaron Judge, Aaron Hicks a chance at first base and right field. Uh, they're pretty committed in a lot of other spots on a position player side, but uh, with Gary Sanchez behind the plate, um, there is a youth movement coming here, and they've got more on the come. Uh, I would say their resolution should be to stick to it. If, if you're really going to go all in on the kids and you believe in them, then you're going to have to ride out the growing pains, but uh, the rewards may be great in the end. So um, I, I think that if I'm the Yankees, I, I want to go with the kids, I want to stick with it, and I want to... You know, ride the lows and the highs, and uh, I think they're going to come out better on the other end for it.
1: Yeah, and you talk about all the young players on the way, and I know as far as MLBPipeline.com goes, their top 100 prospects is going to be coming out before we know it, and the discussions going on of, of who ends up on that list, there's going to be a whole bunch of New York Yankees minor leaguers within that top 100, and it says a lot about what Brian Cashman and company have been able to do to bring in that young talent. And that brings us to another question, Brian, which is, the, the overall philosophy of if you're going to get a little better for 2017 and you hear the rumors about, you know, Jose Quintana and, and what adding a guy like that could do to this team, but if you're going to get Jose Quintana, you're going to have to give up some of these young chips.
2: Yeah, and I'm, that's why I think Brian Cashman has been reluctant to do that. Um, you know, Cashman made an interesting comment this week in which he said the price of completing a trade is higher this year than it has been at any time in his tenure as general manager. And as you know, that dates back to 1998. So I think that's quite a statement. I think the Yankees benefited from that in July when they cashed in guys like Andrew Miller and Aroldis Chapman and Carlos Beltran. They turned them into that prospect hall that they've got. Uh, the flip side is do the Yankees really want to turn around and, and pay a heavy price to get a guy like Quintana who – unquestionably would make that better in 2017, I think. I think that if you put a guy like Quintana in that rotation, you feel a lot better on paper going into the season. But at what price? I think that the reason that the Yankees have been reluctant to do that is they don't want to get rid of guys like Clint Frazier and Gleyber Torres, and they really want to see these guys develop in pinstripes and proceed as talent for them in the future. So if you can do that, if you can hang on to those guys, I think – Uh, It makes a lot more sense for the Yankees to try and plug in a guy like a free agent pitcher, like a Jason Hamill or a Doug or somebody like that. Or maybe you just go with what you have. And they do have five arms competing for the last two spots in the bullpen. So I I think that the Yankees, obviously, they look at that rotation. They know they need help there. But I think that the asking price to get a guy like Quintana is just too high right now. And if the White Sox really are insisting on getting something like they got from Boston for sale, uh, if I'm Brian Cashman, I pass too.
1: Yeah, you bring up a good point of the fact that you look at what the Red Sox have done this offseason. Here's a team that had a fantastic farm system as well. And in the last basically 12 months, uh, maybe 18 months, they've traded a lot of that talent. But when you look at the roster at the big league level right now, they're a team that a lot of people are saying is the favorite to win the American League. So it, there's definitely a, a thin line there. And a lot of those Red Sox prospects have made their way to Boston when you think about Betts and Ben and Tendy and, and Bradley and all these guys and, and are a factor with the Red Sox. So I think sure. the Yankees can certainly look at that that rival up in Boston and see what can come from this young talent. And then eventually. You know, you can trade some of these guys as well, but maybe this isn't the time to do it. Maybe that's down the road a little bit. All right, well, one trade rumor is obviously around Jose Quintana and and the possibility of adding that kind of pitching. I've also heard some little whispers about the Blue Jays being interested in Brett Gardner. Now, the Yankees are not a team that generally ever trades within the division, um, and certainly not a team— in the Blue Jays that are a team that you expect that they would be competing with for a division title in, in 2017. Is there anything to that talk? Is there any way the Yankees would, would deal Gardner to a team within the division? They've obviously not been willing to trade him to anyone over the last couple of years when we've heard all these rumors.
2: Right. Yeah. I'm not surprised to be honest with you. I think that uh, for a few years now, the Yankees have been listening on anything that makes sense with Gardner. Uh, Listening is not the same as getting a deal done. So at the winter meetings last month, Cashman was saying that he would have no problem trading Gardner to the Orioles, if that's what it turned out to be. That was the rumor de jure then. Now you're hearing the Blue Jays. But uh, pretty much the same story. I think uh, that's a guy that you'd have to see 18, 19 times every year in your division, and he could be a thorn in your side. But uh, if it made sense to the Yankees, is what Cashman said, if, if they got back what they needed. And uh, in the case of Gardner, I think if you were going to move him, you'd have to get a young, controllable starting pitcher. Um, Look, if the Blue Jays were willing to give that up for Brett Gardner, who's coming off a, a gold glove year but a down offensive season, I'd be surprised, um, but I think that uh, it's no surprise that his name has come up. Uh, I think the teams have been asking about Brett Gardner for a lot of years. I expect that to continue. Um, he's got an attractive contract, but uh, I, I think this may be a, a situation where it's more smoke and less fire, and uh, so... Like I've said before, I won't be shocked if Brett Gardner walked into that clubhouse first day of spring training. I think it's it's Cashman's job to to listen on everything that could or would make sense. But uh, ultimately, I I really do think, for the most part, this is going to be the roster you see in February and March.
1: All right, we have about six weeks to go until spring training, until pitchers and catchers are are reporting down to Tampa. Uh, We mentioned wanting to add a starter in, in one way or another, if possible. What are the other needs that this team still faces between now and the start of spring?
2: Yeah, I think they're pretty much set on the position player side, assuming nobody gets hurt in spring training. So uh, I think that getting Matt Holliday to DH kind of solidifies that. He's going to hit in the hard lineup. I think that on the pitching side, as we mentioned, starting pitching would be great. Um, they feel good about the bullpen. You've got Chapman back now, That him and is in there, and Tyler Clippert and Possibly Adam Warren will be in the rotation, I mean, in the bullpen, depending on what happens with him competing for the rotation. So uh, the bullpen's pretty set, too. I think that uh, the one area you might want to look at, uh, they might go after a left-handed reliever. Uh, there are guys like Boone Logan and Jerry Blevins out there, and I don't know if they really excite you. Um, are they a significant upgrade over what the Yankees already have and a guy like, say, Tommy Lane? Um, and Lane pitched pretty well down the stretch for them in, in the second half of last year so. I think they could go forward with that. I think uh, you're going to see them continue to make some minor league signings. Ruben Tejada is going to come into camp. Uh, he'll he'll be competing for a backup infield job. You're going to see some of that going on. But uh, for the most part, I, I really do believe them at face value when they say with Chapman and Holiday, those may be their two major moves of the offseason, and you, you just go forward with the kids.
1: I have one more question for you, Brian. It's about those kids and just the... You mentioned uh, as far as New Year's resolutions and, and being willing to commit to the kids and, and see what they have in these kids come the 2017 season. What about when things don't go well for the kids and maybe you start to hear a boo here or there in Yankee Stadium? Um, is that something that this team has to kind of prepare itself for or this front office to say, hey, you know what, If if there are some growing pains here, we have to be willing to, to deal with that and, and take the hit and maybe hear a few boo-birds at Yankee Stadium knowing that a few growing pains now could help these kids down the road.
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of like a high-risk, high-reward thing. And, uh, you know, look, Aaron Judge struck out in 50% of his play to, uh, his at-bats at the end of last year. Uh, I mean, that, that was unheard of. I think that, the, obviously, that was a major league struggle. Tyler Austin had a couple nice moments, and, fizzled out. Luis Severino last year started the year in rotation and kind of fell apart. He was terrible as a starter, pretty good as a reliever, and uh, I won't be shocked if he wins the number four job in spring training as a a starting pitcher. So, I I think you're going to have these ups and downs with his team. I don't think Gary Sanchez is going to hit 65 or 70 home runs, but I could be wrong. We'll see. Uh, I I think that uh, they're going to have to prepare for the possibility that things might not go perfectly. But I think when you put that collection of talent in the same room, you put them on the field, you give them a chance to mature. Uh, And Look what happened with D.D. Gregorius. He came over as an unfinished product. And uh, the last two years, you've kind of seen him refine his game and become better and better. And and now he's a frontline major league shortstop, I think. So uh, that's the kind of development and progress you're hoping to see here. And uh, you know, kudos to the Yankees for, for giving an opportunity to the young kids, this is something that the Yankees probably wouldn't have done 10 or 15 years ago. You know, this was kind of unheard of. They would always plug in a big-name, proven veteran free agent. And uh, the landscape has changed a little bit. And under Hal Steinbrenner, and Brian Cashman has a little bit more leeway to, to be more flexible and younger and more athletic. So I think that the fans should embrace it, um, but also go in knowing that, These are not finished products, and with that comes some struggles, and they're going to have their their ups and downs, and the downs aren't going to be a whole lot of fun, but maybe the ups will.
0: on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for
3: details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better